Hello there and welcome to the A Space. We are back with another exciting and thrilling of volleyball's greatest podcast. Um, welcome, I say welcome, welcome back to Matt Rogers from the CEV and the mysterious Key Michael. <laughs> where I always wonder where you are when you when you come on. Mysterious. Oh, oh, Louie, I love you. I I'm you know what? I'm great. And I love that you called this the best volleyball podcast. I think there's about three of them out there in the universe, and we we're claiming that role. We are the best. Yeah, well, that means guaranteed podium, doesn't it? No, there's more than three. There's quite a few out yeah. there. I was gonna say I listened to three, so there's definitely more than that. Well, this one is your favorite, right? You're allowed to pick favorites, Matt. Yeah, I, I think I'd be sacked if I said this wasn't my favorite, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be defriended by me, that first and foremost. <laughs> well, I was going to say yours is up there, Key. That's one of the three I listen to. So your your volley bubble oh, stuff. Yeah. Well, that one's kind of on pause because I, after I came back to the States, I haven't really done any long form contact with anyone. I've only ever done short interviews. So I need to get back on that. You're right, Matt. That's a good reminder to bring back the volley bubble podcast. No, I understand. You're probably really short of time at the moment. So, yeah, when you've got the time. You would be so proud of me, Matt. I've been renovating a bathroom. Oh, okay. Let's, if we're going to bring it way back to old school Ace Space days, let's talk about renovations. I'm at my parents' house living in the spare room, and I, I've i literally just, like, took the bathroom and I wouldn't say gutted it, but I, like, took out the shower, painted the tiles, redid everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. Painted the tiles? I know. Did you even know you could do that? Well, I did, yeah. But uh, well, it's look, it's on a budget, it's a budget renovation, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've, we've gone off track already. Can you come and do one? Yes, we have. Can you come Isn't and that do what one? you wanted? <laughs> All the good stuff. That's what the listeners, the true Ice Space listeners, are here for that the renovation d- details. Okay, well, we'll talk about that maybe in a bit, but I want to go back to Euro Beach Volley because we've got Louis here who's mm-hmm. been beach, well, drowning, I guess, in beach volleyball in the last few weeks. Where are you now, Louis? I'm swimming against a, a sandy tide. Of, of just <laughs> events just hitting me like one after the other, which is amazing. But as you can tell, um, I'm a little bit hoarse. Um, yeah, struggling, ah, struggling. That's because of all the commentary. I was thinking you'd had a, a couple of drinks last night or something. But must yeah, be yeah, there was, yeah it's, it's mostly talking, but then the odd beer as well. Okay. Um, it, was a really, it was a really nice party, actually. I was looking over the Rotten Bar Marina in like the VIP area. It was, it was a bit, yeah, it was very, very flash for me. Uh, I was gonna say, how are the how are the crowds? What's what's it like having people back out there? Amazing. Euro Beach Volley was was well, it's Beach Volleyball in Vienna, so it's it's the best. Um, Always incredible. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was um, a dumbed down version because of uh, COVID. So there's only two thousand people in this in the stadium, where usually there's ten or twelve thousand in a, in a bit more of an outdoor arena. Um, but it was really cool. It's like the King of the Court sort of stadium, where it's all built up, and you're really sort of imposing on the on the court itself and you feel really on top of it and it's a really nice feeling so it made a really wow. nice atmosphere um so it's great there was tests obviously you couldn't come in without uh, without a test um but then once mm-hmm. they're in it was it was like normal it was it was amazing the, the team did a great job it was really really fun just a taste of normality again yeah and then the same in hamburg the hamburg was actually the first one where we weren't in a bubble um so that was a real a real strange strange feeling of normality um, where everybody was together and players and, and coaches and officials were all sort of around the same way. And then we're back into a bubble this week, which is also really oh. weird to be back in a bubble again in Utrecht. <laughs> I don't know. I can't keep up with it. I just do what I'm told. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, tell me where to be and when. Yeah, yeah. And what, what am I talking about? Um, back to Euro Beach Volley because I obviously had a, had a good chat with the colleagues that were there from our side. They were they were amazed at the kind of delivery of, of the event and and really pleased with the outcome. Um, but on the court, did it pan out how you expected, Louis? Because I remember we made some predictions. Was there anyone that caught your eye, or, or I mean, obviously the the winners in the men's side less surprising than the women's potentially, but the, the Vikings. Um... For the beach volleyball fans out there, have just won their fourth consecutive Euro beach volley. That's incredible. Um, which is, which is a yeah, and it's a record. Like right? it's, it's it's a record. No one's done it before. Um, to win four in a row, they Numador in school from Netherlands have won three. Lastigans won three. Like legends of European beach volleyball, and then these guys have just at twenty four and twenty five years old already beaten that. Um, the week after winning the Olympic Games, I was going to say, so, didn't they just come off of winning the gold medal at, in Tokyo? Back to back. Yeah, and it's incredible. honestly, they were like shells of guys. Like they were so tired. I was also tired. Like, and I yeah. just travelled back um, and had a few days at home before flying again. But these guys were were on their last legs. Mm. But somehow they found something from somewhere every single time. And they lost the first set two or three times or, or twice on the way through. Came back, and the final was just incredible. Um, Boerman's and the glute from the Netherlands are in their first international season together. And I think they've only played 10 wow. events. Uh, they've, won a, they've won a four-star event in Stad, um, And they're, they're really impressive. Um, and also Blau Musen took a fourth um, in the men's event. And that meant in third, Cantor Wojciak, who won King of the Court yesterday um, in Hamburg, took, took the bronze there. It was their first bronze medal, which is strange because they've been there for a long time as well. Um, but the Vikings, it's quite a big story. They were like 11, 11 7 yeah. down, 11, 8 down in that third set. And, and and made three, I think Anders made three stuffies in a row. Something like that. Did you say stuffies? Completely three. Yes. <laughs> it's the beach linger. <laughs> is, is that a technical term or is that something I've never, I've never heard of yeah, stuffy stuff before? It sounds like a, it sounds like a breakfast Louis, cereal to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Maybe three in a row. He was, he was great. And, 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 and Christian was always... Just yeah, great. so consistent. Um, um, what do they have to do, Louis, for them to be kind of confirmed as the greatest of all time? I mean, in their careers, they're they're not even halfway, let's say, in terms of the average beach volleyball career. But already, re the record books would show them as being one of the best teams ever, wouldn't they? Yeah, this this maybe shows how sad I am because I've not researched it, so it's off the top of my head. Currently, um, the alongside. Some oil offs and smedins, they've they've won 13 events. So between them, they're the most successful European okay. team in world tour. Um, already the most successful team in from from in European history for yeah. European champs. Um they so I would say they need to win a world okay. championship. Uh, they didn't win in 2019. Uh, I'd say as soon as that's Brink Reckman won the world championship and an Olympic Games from Germany. Uh they didn't they haven't won as many world tour events or, or European championships as as the Vikings. So I'd say put the world championships on it, and and you're getting pretty yeah, close. No, incredible, and that 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 third set. I mean, yeah, usually with and they're still pretty young, right? Let me have what what age are they? Do you know offhand? Uh, 24, 24 25, so, and twenty four and twenty five. And the beach career is generally much longer. So you'd say they have another decade. Yeah, at, at least. least. Yeah. Wow, incredible. Yeah. Pablo Herrera is still still going thirty nine. He's five olympics now he's still did you ask him by the way um Jake, you were going to ask him if he was aiming for paris as well 
I didn't uh, actually. I did ask him. I did give him a high five. Actually, I'll yeah, ask him tomorrow. Ask him. That was on the last podcast, Keith. He, he was going to ha- hammer him and say, "It's only three more years. Come on, you you can do <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Three more years." Well, has he has he committed to anything or said that he's ready to hang up his? I was going to say knee pads. Not committed. Yeah, what what do you hang up in beach volleyball? There's what a, do you hang up? <laughs> do you hang up? Skivvies. Hang up your sunglasses or no? Because you'd still need them. <laughs> the, the, the hang me. Yeah, yeah. your flip flops. <laughs> Hang your flip flops up. <laughs> good one. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask him yeah. tomorrow. I'm going to I'm going to first thing I'm going to make a beeline for him at breakfast. Um, <laughs> as as opposed to the croissants <laughs> and the coffee, I'm going to make a beeline for the yeah. <laughs> for, for, for instead. I'd say go for um, coffee first though, because I can't even form a full sentence until I've had coffee. So I don't know about you, but if you want to actually have a full conversation with him, coffee then question. <laughs> I agree, because I'm commentator by, by trade. I, I struggle getting my sentences out sometimes as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that, Louis. I had no idea what that meant until doing the VNL commenting, and now I understand. Forming sentences, sometimes yeah. you don't realize. You just you just stop speaking. When you're having a conversation with someone, you st- start speaking, and you don't actually finish your sentence. You can't do that in commenting. Matt, I don't know how much you've done, but... No, limited, limited. But I know yeah. the feeling, you know, when you get all the words out, but just not necessarily in the right order. No, I don't... Yeah, that's, that's my <laughs> issue all the time. Um, Louis, onto the women. The women was a bit more of a, a surprise, I guess. Um, not not a big surprise, but it's always a more open field in the women's at Euro Beach Folly. What were your thoughts on that tournament, that competition? Uh, I, I think Ubli Beshart completely deserved to win Switzerland. They have, uh, they won it last year. So they are the first team or the first nation to win it with two different pairs consecutive years. Um, that's a go. good that's, stat. That's, that's me struggling to get my. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I do, I do yeah. dig around. I am a <laughs> digger. Um, and Germany are the last ones. So they, um, that's a big, a big pat on the back to Switzerland because it shows their strength and depth. It, it shows what a powerhouse. Uh, they are becoming in world volleyball. I mean, they both got podiums this year, and, and Nick Verge Dupree and Hydric took yeah. that bronze medal in uh, Tokyo, and then for the other team um, to win the European champs in a really strong field is, is a great achievement for them. I mean, Beshar Hubli, they took a silver in 2018, um, and they were the top-ranked European team going into the Olympics. So, yeah, a little bit of a... It, it could have gone any way. Like We know in the women's that it, it could go any way, but but they definitely would be one of the ones to, to keep an eye on now as well, uh, internationally, uh, World Tour finals and, and pushing forward to see how far they can go. But it's good for Swiss yeah, volleyball. Yeah, for sure. Were, were there any surprises in the Euro Beach Volleyball recently? Because I feel like I spent a lot of time watching the Tokyo Olympics and a lot of teams emerged that weren't necessarily meant to podium. Was that the same in the beach volleyball for you as, a, as an expert? You can talk more to that. Oh, expert. I'm calling you there an you expert. Go. That's right. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think one of the a big story was Carla Borger and Julia Suda taking a second bronze medal, first as a team. Um, but they didn't have a great Olympics. Um, they, they they got knocked out in the pool stages, um, and then they split with their coach pretty much straight afterwards. Um, so it's not that they haven't got the caliber to be there, or or they're phenomenal players, mm-hmm. but just they've had a bit of a rocky road. So. To, to have that sort of run and then come back and win a medal. Um, that was a big moment for Carla Ball. I was talking to her. She's, she's been on this, this, this podcast as well. Um, and it was a huge moment for her and it was, it was a proud one. And we, we're talking for a long time about it and sort of that journey of, of having a lot of problems to, to then come out and 
yeah, and, and really, they really stuck it to to Latvia, Tina Gaudina and, and Klavchenica in that in that bronze game, and, and they were fantastic. So they completely deserved it. So that would be my story. Good for them. It's a, it's a, Love a good underdog story. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly. So that was the women's. Um, I feel sorry for Gaudina and Klavchenica because they've they've been in the final four four times this year, um, two World Tour events, the European Champs, and the Olympics, and they've taken fourth spot all four times so hopefully they can get back on the on the podium at some stage because that's that's a bit of a bit bit of a run that they won't want yeah that's a painful spot to be in it's it's one of those yeah, it's all right yeah, once sure. isn't it because you think yeah we were close but when it happens again and again then you start to think god can i just finish somewhere else but yeah. you'd still always choose fourth over fifth or sixth wouldn't you that, that's the reality <laughs> but when you're so close you can have a yeah. Take a 25th. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the issue, the yeah, issue is when you get into that semi final stage, there's only one of the four that's not getting a medal, isn't it? That's the problem. You you, you kind of enter the semi finals, and the odds are 75, 75 percent chance yeah, exactly. of getting a medal. And then if you don't, and it's not you every time. Yeah. It's uh, well. yeah. Same with same the Olympics, isn't it? You don't, you don't really want that fourth place at the Olympics. It hurts maybe losing a semi-final but you want to bounce back pretty quickly to, mm. to leave us yeah. some hard work yeah yeah it was a good it was a good olympics for europe really for yeah Key, let's talk about your olympic experience obviously remote you you, you seem to be churning out the content um <laughs> my olympic experience was uh on the couch at midnight and 1am watching matches <laughs> actually no pretty much all day i was i was streaming it but then the ones most of the u.s matches for some reason were on at like midnight and one um yeah i just thought you know what i have this youtube channel i'm making videos for volleyball players and people that like volleyball i should be making a lot of videos during the olympics and i just i just tried to do that i tried to churn out content as you called it <laughs> just kind of keep an eye on what was happening give some opinions give some i don't know just sort of yeah what, games, what i really liked was, was you did a lot of things that are obvious to a volleyballer but clearly you're trying to target maybe the kind of sport fan let's say rather than a volleyball fan so yeah i, I actually in, enjoyed a few and, and learned some things as well i have to say i love that you watched my videos matt yeah. this, this, is, this is impressive to me sometimes you i forget that there are actually like friends are watching you know i do like you said i aim at people who maybe aren't that well versed in volleyball and watching at the highest level but yeah it's cool to think that friends were watching and maybe a space listeners have been watching but, uh, one of my videos got like 60,000 views. Whoa. Like, oh my gosh, this is very Good exciting. Numbers. You know, I did comment once. I don't know if you saw it. It was after you were talking about men's volleyball. But Dan and I had a bit of a, a chat saying, oh, God, what have we started? She's all, all over <laughs> men's volleyball now. This is the lady that was a self-confessed, don't really watch men's volleyball about a year and a half you, ago. You know what happened? The VNL, as soon as I watched, I studied for the VNL and then I was there live watching the men's volleyball. And I was just like, this is exciting. This is fun. This is high. I don't know. It's just, it's all just that little bit faster, stronger, harder. And I just, yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. And also now that I kind of have a few friends from these podcasts, I have a few friends that are in the game. I follow along a little bit more and I feel that I, it's still volleyball at the end of the day. I don't have experience playing men's volleyball, but it's still volleyball. I can speak on, you know, point scoring and statistics and, I don't know, tactics and fun stuff like that. <laughs> and who had the best shoes. Oh, back to the feet. No, no, <laughs> not, not back to the feet. No, oh, um, So did you have a highlight, Key? What was your favourite moment of Tokyo? 
Hmm. A favorite moment. I would say I didn't have a favorite favorite, but when the when the games first started and it was all very exciting, you know, every time when it's the first few days of Olympics. Um, well, I'll give you a couple of moments. First one was um, a really good friend of mine, Damien Schumann, who you know, Louis, who's a beach volleyball player. And he has hey. been he and I are, go back to when I was living in Australia circa 2008. And I was playing on the beach volleyball tour there and he became, we became friends and we've stayed in touch since then. And every once in a while I'll see him, you like in Vienna, for example, when I went to the, um, the beach volleyball finals there once. Um, and he has been trying to get to the Olympics ever since I put like 2008 and previously. And this is, you know, someone who's kind of undersized. Louis, you can speak to this a little bit. You know, he's not, well, no, just because he knows beach volleyball. He's an undersized player. I will speak on behalf of all of the undersized guys out there. <laughs> but he's an incredible human. He's an incredible player. And he his dream has been to make the Olympics for as long as I've known him. And he's been busting his butt to get there. He you know, had very little support from, from the Australian Institute of Sport. And finally, he earned his way into a spot in the Olympics. And just seeing him there was just like, it was huge. It was, I, I'm tearing up just thinking about it because he's, such a good guy and he, he, he is a, he is a great human i love him i think he's he's a great he's he's a fantastic guy. This, this is why i love so the olympics because it goes beyond performance for me the olympics participation at the olympics is almost like you know the first achievement isn't it that is that is the reality yeah. and people and i think we don't realize as even as indoor players who we get paid a salary and you know this is our job and etc etc but beach volleyball is one example but other sports like gymnastics or where people really train kind of kind of in the in the shadows they're not these superstars like nba players or other sports where your world you know year round you get a lot of support and a lot of sponsorship and but to to then go and show what you can do once every four years is just i don't know it gives me goosebumps thinking about thinking about it um, and the second moment you said you had two. Oh yes that was so that was my first moment that i really enjoyed and the second one i would say seeing the unicorn of Italian volleyball, Alessandro Michieletto, make his debut. I don't know, anyone listening to this probably has started to learn that name. He's one of the players that I recognized at VNL. Actually, I would Dan, first and foremost, from CV. You guys all know him. He, he referred to him as the unicorn in one of his videos. And then I started using that name when I was doing commenting at the VNL. And he loved it. He was like, that's such a cool name. Let's use it. And it started sort of, Hopefully it started taking off, um, but to see him and he's this, you know, very tall, very talented, very young player who's going to be the future of Italian volleyball and to see him make his debut in the Olympics and absolutely dominate on his first match. I think he was top scorer on day one and I was just, I don't know, I felt really proud for some reason. <laughs> I don't have, I have no relation to him other than just meeting him at VNL and thinking what a cool guy. But uh, yeah, that was, how, a, that was a cool uh, how strange is is that though? Like I I found that the whole way through the Olympics on the beach side especially, like I would feel so happy yeah. for for my for, for my friends going through, but then they'd have to go through instead of another team that I also have a feeling towards, and yeah. I know it, like it's a really tough, it's a really great thing, and it's a tough thing at the same time watching friends yeah. go through or people we have a connection with. And then obviously the, the Olympics as well. It's, it's weird. And I, I felt it the whole way through. It, it was a crazy journey. And that's if, the thing. I mean, that's you... the thing about sports and especially us who we're not really, we don't really have favorites, quote unquote. We're kind of 
we're, we're supporting all of volleyball. We're not just like, I only support AC Milan or I only support... What a random choice of team. <laughs> Fenerbahce, whatever it is, you know, we, we support everyone and all countries and all players and then maybe friends that you get a bit closer to. But yeah, it's a, it's a really cool, unique experience. And obviously straight after Euro Beach Volley, um, we went into Euro Volley mode with the women's competition. Um, we're halfway through the pools as we speak now. Um, so it's Tuesday night. This is going out tomorrow. Thanks for doing your hair, by the way, Key, but we probably won't be using the video for this one. But, you know, well, you've, you've learned from the past, you know, always, always be ready. I never, ever show up unprepared to an A-Space <laughs> recording after you absolutely bombarded me with... with um, Actually, no, and Dusty's a friend of mine now, so, you know, I wouldn't feel that awkward anymore. I keep getting told that I should do his Libro um, passing course. Have you seen that on YouTube? Yeah, I have. He's done a collaboration also with Carly Lloyd for a setter's course. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I keep thinking, how do you know I can't pass? Why is it that you keep targeting me? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Euro Volley Women is uh, is well underway. Um, We didn't get much of a break at CV. We went pretty much straight from Euro Beach Volley into Euro Volley Women. Um, Have you guys been following it? Of course. Yeah, what, what I found amazing is that a lot of the big players from the Olympics have gone. So the Agonis, the Sillas, the Karakuts, and they're just pushing through the season. And I can see they're already already scoring. I kept an eye on um, Turkey playing against Sweden because I was interested in Karakut and Is- Isabel Hack going up against head-to-head. Ooh, um, yeah. yeah, on the whole, I'm looking forward to covering it. I do need to catch up a little bit more, though, because beach volleyball covering... Uh, King of the Court, ten hours a day is 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 taking a lot of my days up, um, but I'm excited to see it. And I'm excited to see some of those teams who who maybe would have wanted to have done better at the Olympic Games, um, go and get some go and get some medals now at the European Championships. That's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like there's some teams that are going to look looking for a little bit of I don't want to call it revenge, but definitely looking for something following Tokyo. Tokyo, although a lot of the teams a few of the teams didn't send their full squad to VNL and they then subsequently went to Tokyo, didn't have the performance they were looking for. So I'm curious who sent, you know, their full squad, what the performances are going to be looking like in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm always, I'm really into this. My coachy side comes out Mm. and my interest into periodization and burnout and motivation because there's a lot of competitions. Yeah. And the, the club season will start straight after this European Championship. So I don't know how you manage each individual player. Yeah. Um, and Lana Kloche has actually retired quite early in her career because of the all-year demands of, of playing. Um, so I don't know, like, if you don't rest in VNL, do you burn out by European Championships? But when are you looking to peak and when are you looking to medal? The thing I is, I, I was, well, I, I, I heard that, for example, let's take Italy as an example. They didn't send their full squad to VNL, but they were still training full on. They were still doing some some train um, practice matches. Practice yep. matches, yes, exactly. So it's it's not as if they were taking a break. So I I didn't fully understand why they wouldn't have used the time to practice all of their like the USA did. They 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 used the VNL as a practice round for the Olympics so that they could train all of their different options any any solution that or any problems that would come up and as you could see a few problems did come up with a couple of injuries with two of their starting players they then had options so they knew what they would do in that situation they had trained every possible scenario and they had answers whereas other teams that didn't send their full squad they maybe when their best player wasn't performing 100 percent, they didn't 
have a backup solution. That's what yeah, it looks absolutely. Like. And that's what the VNL the VNL is perfect for that, isn't it? Game time, like you can. Yeah, teams are trying to win it, but it was pretty clear that this VNL was about building for the Olympic Games. Yeah. And the USA, they were yeah. superb. Yeah. Really. How good? I, I'm going to shout out Karch. I'm going to shout Karch out quick. Yeah, go, go for then. it. You, <laughs> you, you, you shout. We'll I know, listen. I know that he obviously. <laughs> I know that he. I know, that he, I know that he listens and he's a big fan of the show. Is he really? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> he probably, he probably so, listens into yeah, his coaching mean, tips from you, Louis. <laughs> yeah, of course. And he, he rings me every day asking for my opinion, actually. I'm, I'm hoping he should start as a setter. Um, yeah, there's this amazing achievement for volleyball, right? What, what he's done, beach, indoor, mm -hmm. coaching men's, coaching women's. He's, he's done a lot now. Yeah. And amazing. he he's incredible I actually got a chance to sit down with him because I went out to California and did a mini documentary series with um with the USA women's team and his philosophy is so team first it's so the players are the heart of the team and they all know that they have a mission it's not what can I get out of it what how can I be a star what and and the same goes for every player every person who's involved it's very team oriented and you don't see that on every team. I feel like some teams have a star player or they have players that are more interested in their social media accounts or how much money they're earning. Whereas I genuinely felt from coach and from all the players that sat down from the USA team that they are team first and foremost. And that's how they ended up getting gold for the first time in history. Amazing achievement. Yeah. And, and also though, that takes years to build that into the DNA of yeah. the team. And, and a system and the coaches mm -hmm. and just from the terminology that he uses, like in every interview, you can tell it's in the forefront of his mind. Yeah. Like you know what he believes in just as soon as he talks to the press card. Yeah. Like the, the, the terms of we, and I think there's one interview which was amazing. Like how much would it mean to the team to win the gold medal? And he corrected it and said, program. Yeah. Like, that's that's right. the reality, it, isn't it? But, yeah. but you're like, like that, to me, that's that's kickass. Like I, I like that. That's yeah. Like, you recognize that it's not just the twelve players there in that moment. It's the it's the culmination of the entire cycle, the entire history, years and years beyond just this one moment. Even the twelve that he's selected for this roster, there's twenty three plus that are in the gym that summer. Yeah. You know, and everyone yeah. is contributing in their own way to the win. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I also just loved it because he just wouldn't let the journalist get away with yeah. saying it. Yeah. <laughs> he just, it, no matter what it is, it's like, no, bigger team, yeah. program, yeah. all of that. Like, go. That's awesome. Right, Louis, a question for you. So you're coming and joining us for the semifinals and finals in Belgrade. You uh, yeah, finish a new track. You've got a few days off, I believe, then you're off to Belgrade. Which teams are you going to see on the court in the semifinals, Louis? Let's, let's go through. I can give you a bit of a rundown if it helps. So currently... Without a loss, so currently uh, most teams have played three or four matches. But in Pool A, Serbia undefeated. Pool B, Poland undefeated. Pool C, Croatia, Italy undefeated. They've also not played each other yet. And in Pool D, Netherlands and Turkey are undefeated. So obviously it could be one of the others with the format of the competition. But which teams do you expect to see in the semi-finals? Well, Serbia, Italy and Turkey are the three that I would I would jump to okay. straight away, um, especially with the way that, that, that Serbia um, have obviously won the previous one, previous two, two yeah, actually off the top of my head. Um, and then, I mean, it, it used to be the Netherlands, didn't it? Like the Netherlands were in a really good spot with Sloches and they were a really good 
solid team, but I feel like they're on the rebuild um, and they're having to, to build again. But they, they could still make that, that final fourth yeah, spot. Yeah, the fourth spot is pretty open. Uh, you're brave to say that because obviously you're in the Netherlands yeah. at the moment. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have been in the Netherlands. But, but tomorrow, tomorrow I will be playing golf. <laughs> Um, Key, any any thoughts? Who who do you think? Let's go one further. Who who are you thinking here will top and, and take the title of Eurovolley? Are you going for Serbia again, or are you going to be adventurous? I think I agree with Louis that Turkey and Italy are going to be looking for some something. I think there might. I think Poland as well. I know they had a lot. They let's say okay, oh, Russia oh. as well. Fedorovseva is impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've got Poland and Stusiak looking pretty good. Um, who, uh, was the question, who do I think is going to yeah. win it all? Or do who do I think? Who's going to win it all? I'll go with Italy. Okay. I, I'm going with Turkey. Okay. Always always got a bit of a soft spot for Turkey. Uh, just it's a bit <laughs> like you said with the USA program. I just love the way that they're so team focused and so... And it's kind of like, you know, how other countries have a thing, you know, like Italy have a Gonu, Russia have power. Um, mm. Turkey have to focus on team. And I just love that about them. Um, yeah. yeah. Miriam Boz, the way she just sometimes absolutely kills it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And they've got a, a wide variety of experience. I know Ada Erdem, for example, is one of the best middles in the world. And she's going strong in, you know, I think she's like mid 30s or even potentially even older. And then, you know, the young guns like Kara Kurik coming yeah. out of absolutely you know just on fire from age 19 or something like that it's is yeah. ada yeah, is ada older than yuki i think so. i think i'm not going to reveal to the ace face listeners how old i am uh, well, they can just look up on wikipedia can't they i mean you're you've got player licenses from everywhere so feel free to look yeah, it up listeners. Well... i don't know whether ada is older than key but my follow-up question was going to be does it make you feel like you should still be playing when you see people like Ada killing it still? Well, she's on a different level. I mean, if I were still playing at her level, I think she was one of, if not the top blocker in VNL, then yeah, I'd still be playing if I were at her level. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, was not, and I'm not. Uh, <laughs> she also plays at 2012, I think, yeah. as well, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were they in your pool? Did you play against her? No, we didn't uh, play Turkey. Okay. Um, yeah. And obviously, straight after women's, we, we move on to men's. Well, it's not even after, is it? I mean, the reality is we've got a bit of an overlap. So the pools of the men's will start middle of next week, um, pretty much as you're flying to Belgrade, Louis. Um, I'll be in Poland. I'll always enjoy my trips to Poland. Um, moving around the cities. So Poland's in three different three different cities. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And any thoughts on the men's? Uh, Louis, you're back with us for the finals. Can we... Poland is going to be a great place, isn't it, to, to host these? Yeah, these yeah. I, when I see the, the effort they're going yeah, through, I, I mean, the, I think the kind of feeling in Poland, the impression I get is they kind of want to refocus everyone after the Olympics because, again, maybe it didn't go to plan or at least as some fans or media would have expected. But reality is team is still there. Team has a good chance of winning European titles. And, yeah, it's... My, my, my money would be on them at home, yeah. for sure. It's going to be very interesting how France perform. Mm. I mean, even to see the team, <laughs> to see which team goes, that'll be the first question. But I mean, France won the Olympics. Yes. No, I know. That's why it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean. I'm like, I'm still like, it, it still sink, it, it still needs to sink in for me. Yeah. Like, it was such a big surprise. I was like, 
yeah, watching it, just just loving it. And it, it completely, um, another thing that enthralled me was just that journey and the journey that they've all been on to, to get there and Tilly seeing that through mm. from, from a beginning of a program through the World League victories to win the Olympic Games when previously their best result was an eighth in 2016. I was feeling a bit smug because I, I I put out a video called Players to Watch or something like that, and I chose five players just randomly across the teams. And one of the players I chose was Ervin Ngapeth. And it, it could have been argued in the past year or so that he hasn't been performing at his top. He's, you know, gained a little bit of weight. He's a little bit slower. He's not quite the player that he was. Are you going to argue that with him, years ago. by the way? <laughs> no, I, I, I was not arguing that. That was not my argument. But I w- there were some comments on the video that I made. But then... See, that's the best of us through these lockdown phases, yes. right? No, look, exactly. No judgment. No look, but you know that, what? Just to see him then be that player and be, you know, to then go on and prove everybody wrong with that gold medal was... I, I felt a little... I felt pr- pride with that as well because i had chosen him as you know if you back a horse and then they perform you're like all righty yeah done something well <laughs> no i was pleased and i was pleased for tilly i mean yeah and you think about it to go out knowing that it was certainly it was his last olympics one of your last competitions to know that it is coming to an end and then win i mean that is the ultimate the pictures of him being thrown in the air i, I love always love those pictures um mm, and also he now passes it over uh, to the best yeah. coach that's ever walked, yes. but now it's like a, it's like the biggest mic yeah. drop ever. <laughs> it is. You <laughs> <laughs> left it, mic drop, walk out yeah. him, and now now he, how do you pick that one up? How how do you better that? Like you you can't you can't beat that performance. So it'll be an interesting next uh, quad for France. I, I was just looking, Louis. Um, so yeah, basically, if I come across France during my Euro Volley ventures, I will try and get him to record a mic drop for you, and we can then use that. <laughs> An actual, <laughs> An actual I'll take my cheap kiddie mic that he can drop. I'm not going to have him drop one of our good mics, but it'd be a cool <laughs> little video to do. You have to pay attention. Do not sleep on Slovenia. They are they were incredible at VNL, and that's my team. That's my pick for men's. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're in the final four last time 2018 they're, they're so strong mm-hmm. all over and it is the same like anyone can beat anybody can't they like it's such there's so much depth to this and that's what makes it so fascinating for me like serbia like what what they've been doing for the last few months because they weren't at the they weren't at the olympics yeah. so they could come in pretty fresh yeah or is it, it going to be a team that has been to the olympics who've got a bit more rhythm about them i who knows i i don't know the more the more i understand the less i actually know um, so you're you're gonna go with Slovenia, Key, right? Yeah, I was so impressed. With Louis them. is kind of going with Poland. I I don't think they're playing great, like their their best stuff. But having been to the 2015 World Champs and and seeing what Poland do for Poland in their own backyard, I I, I would struggle to bet against them. I, I'm going Serbia. I, I just think the advantage of having a completely controllable preparation is is massive and they're the reigning champs so yeah I, i'm gonna go with, with serbia so dave rogers uh, who's currently on the plane to tokyo going back for the paralympics by the looks of his instagram caught up with euro volley ambassador robert ted earlier on uh, in the month to talk things all about euro volley and the build-up to Eurovolley, and also recovering from injury as well estonian international robert ted catching up 
with Dave Rogers. Rob, welcome to the Ace Space. Uh, you look like you're in really good health. How are you and where in the world are you? Hello. Uh, I'm right now, I'm at home. Uh, this good health, uh, it's, um, how do I say, I am actually recovering from operation right now. I had a surgery like one month ago uh, on the okay. knee, but uh, I can say that so far it's going like extremely good. And uh, for sure, I'm right now 100% sure that I will be in my in my best shape uh, in Eurovoli already. That was, the, as soon as you said about recovering from the operation, I was like, oh my God, is he going to be fit for Eurovolley? Um, do you know what? Let's get Let's get straight to it then, because Eurovolley is coming to Estonia, and that must be incredibly exciting for you. Well, it's very exciting. Also, we're going to have a lot of pressure on us, uh, mm. especially because last, last Eurovolley we messed up. Uh, and now, now we must prove to our, our big supporters, like amazing supporters that we have, uh, that we can play good volleyball and uh, we deserve to be there and we deserve to host this kind of competition. Well, let's start with um, the teams in your group then, because you've got what Latvia, France, Germany, Slovakia, Croatia, and of course um, yourselves. Big opponents, exciting games to really look forward to. Certainly me as a fan, I look forward to them. What about you as a player? Yeah, I'm very happy about our group. And I think every single team in our group is happy to be there because everybody sees the good opportunity to uh, go through the group in the next phase. Um, yeah, and uh, also the games we're going to have, it's a lot of like kind of uh, principal games. Let's say that our head coach is from France. We're going to meet with the French. Um, also our neighbors, Latvians, always like a kind of interesting and different uh, vibe playing with them. And also Germany, because again, our head coach has been working in Berlin uh, recycling volleys like the last, I don't know how many years. Mm, yeah, I, I love that. I love the fact that volleyball is such an incredible international sport, but there are always these little threads that, that bind people together, aren't they? Um, what about what about it being on your home turf then? Forget the the expectations and what you want to achieve as a player in this tournament. What about bringing volleyball, the best players in Europe, most of the best players in the world, to your home country? What do you think that'll mean for you on a personal level, for for the sport, for the fans that are going to enjoy it? How proud does that make you feel? Yeah, first of all. Uh... Uh, I'm going to say about the fans that we have. I think it's uh, also thanks to thanks to them because uh, they have been supported us the last years like amazingly. They have been everywhere, so this, they deserve that. Now this kind of uh, tournament, it's in our country. Uh, for me, also to play uh, these important matches in home, it's again, it's uh, something new. And, and I'm really looking forward to it, yeah. You've played in some of the most incredible volleyball countries in the world when it comes to standard of the sport and fans as well. Which countries in Europe do you think has the best supporters, both in terms of the noise that they make and their love for the game? Of course, Estonians, I have to say. Yes, that's what I wanted to hear. 
but I have to also uh, big respect to Polish Polish fans. Mm. They are amazing. I remember so good the last time we played. Uh, it was 2017 against Poland in Ergo Arena in Gdansk. And there was like mm -hmm. 10,000 Polish uh, fans like singing uh, and then screaming all all the match. So it's also very nice. And I have been playing in Poland, so every league game as well is uh, being supported. Like oh, okay, not the last season, but uh, before. And also. I played in Perugia and Perugia's fans, yes. they are amazing as well. So good, so good. Do the Because you've been in, in Poland for a few seasons now, do they show you a lot of love there as supporters? Well, I like to hope, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> some, some love I, I get for sure. And uh, now the team I'm going to, it's, uh, I know they have a like, very nice community. So I hope if they don't love me right now, they're going to after the season. That's, that's such a good attitude. You're going to go out there, you're going to play your heart out, and they're going to love you. So you've got a little bit of time off at the moment. And even though it's because of injury and you're recovering from an operation, I feel as though volleyball players, you're so busy, like club season, European volleyball for you, then the international season in the summer, you hardly get any time off at all so i hope you're making the most of it what do you do when you're not playing volleyball what makes you happy what keeps you occupied like i'm like a little bit a volleyball nerd i guess but, uh, <laughs> i love when it's time off first thing i do usually i go to the beach and i start to play beach volleyball because like, <laughs> i don't know it's for me it, it helps to to be out from indoor and mm. like somehow gets me restarted like, I, I like to do like this but of course of course I wouldn't say no to some great vacation just with uh, with uh, loud ones with the friends just chill at the beach or somewhere else amazing are you a good beach volleyball player are you as good on the beach as you are indoor well I used to play a lot a lot uh, when I was uh, more uh, younger but now yeah like you said uh, we have so many different competitions that there is uh, usually like no time for for this anymore but but yeah I like to think that I'm quite good at beach okay any other sports you like well basketball okay and football right now especially to see the games uh, in uh, european championship that's also uh, that's also nice i don't i don't mean to brag but i was at wembley the other day mm -hmm. for england versus germany and it was so good I, I can oh, it's a good it was... warm this tournament it's a good warm up for our eurovolley correct oh they're going to love that that is such a good answer um, but look I think CEV and all of the federations, you know, the Polish, the Italian, the Turkish, the French, the Belgian, the Dutch, everybody who's managed to put a league on this year has done an amazing job. And I cannot put enough emphasis on that. The fact that you've been able to play volleyball this season, the fact that fans have been able to watch it on TV or on the Internet is an incredible achievement. But when the supporters are back, it is going to be so good, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's another level. Can't wait to have this uh, public in in the building again and to to hear the noise, because it doesn't actually okay matters, but better mm. to play against ten thousand fans 
than uh, in the zero, uh, like in the hall where there's no public. So, yeah, mm. really looking forward to it. Well, let's talk about those those Polish supporters then, because you've been playing in Poland. You've been on both sides of it. You've been in full halls where they've been cheering for you. And you've been in full halls where they've been cheering against you. What, how does that affect the way that you play or your performances? Uh, you get the energy from either way. You get the energy yeah. from either way. I, sometimes I'm, I have to admit that I even love more than the whole, whole uh, this building like is against you that you hear this whistling and stuff. It's like gets me going, uh, I guess, even more sometimes. They're, they're unbelievable. I, it, I always say to friends of mine who aren't, who aren't volleyball supporters, maybe they like football or tennis or whatever. I'm like, you need to somehow in your life experience volleyball in Poland. There's oh, yeah. just oh, yeah. nothing like it. Nothing exactly. like it at all. Uh, talk, talk to me about Estonia then. Because if I was lucky enough to go to a game there in Eurovolley or if I was going to visit there on a holiday where should i go and what should i do what are the great things about your home country well where do i start first of all we have great capital city the city where mm -hmm. the Volley is uh, where we host the aerovoli it's thailand we have yeah. a seaside and there is a lot of great restaurants also the old town of course then when you want more like kind of beach wipe or or kind of party you go like one hour 15 minutes or you go to uh, Pärnu, it's like our summer capital. The old, whole, everybody from Estonia is going there for the weekend, so it's like a big mess around there, and it's very nice, I must say. And if you want something more relaxing, you can go to some islands. We have a lot of islands, over 2,000, and uh, many of them has really, really amazing uh, like kind of relaxing vibes. Sounds amazing. And what about the food? If I come and visit, what food should I eat? Hmm. Estonian <laughs> food, yeah. We we don't have like so much our special special kitchen, I must say. But the okay. qu quality in our restaurants, uh, I have to admit, it's like really high level. Okay, they can charge you quite uh, a lot of money for that, but uh, but it's a great quality also. That's ah, okay. You can pick up the tab. You've got loads of money. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so I'm just racking my brain. You say in Tallinn there, there's like, um, they do mini cruises in and out of Tallinn, don't they? Like overnighters. Because, um, my, slight sidetrack here, but it literally just remembered that my sister lived there for six months and she was an entertainer on these cruises. And she mm -hmm. said that, like young Estonians would come on and they'd just be brilliant company and they'd love to party. So yeah, anyway, little trip down memory lane there. Um, I would also like to learn some words in Estonian because as I said, I really hope to get over one day, maybe for Euro volley, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to or not. But if I do, teach me some basics. How do I say please and thank you, hello and goodbye? And please don't get upset when I'm terrible at pronouncing them. Well, it's correct to say hello like Dere. Dere. Dere, yes. Dere. But we also okay. use like uh, everyday ciao. It's like more ciao. to friend like ciao. Okay. Yes. Uh, and is that hello and goodbye or hello or goodbye? Ciao is for everything. Dere is 
Tera is just uh, to say hello. Okay. And you want to say thanks, you have to say Aita. Aita. Is Aita. that okay? Yes. Aita. Aita. Bravo. Yeah, it's, it's, it Aita. sounds good. Aita. Okay, yeah. and what about please? Please is balloon. 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 Close. Balloon. No, balloon. It's, it's, okay. it's okay, it's no problem. And uh, for sure, you're going to go to some uh, restaurant here or some bar. So you have to say also cheers, like Derivisex. Cheers. Yeah. Say that again. Derivisex. Derivisex. Derivisex, yeah. Derivisex. Bravo. Uh, I'm trying, mate. Derivisex. Der well, so that is like um, like good health. Or So I'm from I'm from Wales and we say yachida. So good health. Cheers. Yeah, exactly. Thirty-six okay. is also for the good health. Thirty-six. Okay, I think I could get into this. I mean, I don't think I'm going to convince anybody that I'm from Estonia, but I'd certainly try, and we'd have a good laugh at my expense, and we'd have a great night saying "Oita Thirty-six." Ah, amazing. Well, look, I won't keep you for uh, for too much longer, but. There are volleyball supporters who will be really pleased to hear from you, really pleased to know that your operation's going well and that you're going to be fit and ready to go come, well, come Euro volley and then come the next domestic season as well. Have you got a message for those supporters? Well, I will, I will send a message uh, on the court. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is so good. Ah. <laughs> oh. Are you feeling good about the way you're playing then? Are you just ready to rock and roll and be brilliant? Yeah, well, to be to say honestly, I have a lot of a lot to prove, uh, especially to myself because yeah, the uh, last months have been uh, tough for me considering mm -hmm. in the health wise. So now it's gonna be the tournament after the recovery and everything. So it's uh, for me the big opportunity also to prove myself as a volleyball player. You say. A lot to prove how do you set targets then how how easy is that is it is it the way you're going to feel physically or is it going to be the statistics on the scorecards how do you prove to yourself and everybody else that you are where you should be no the first thing it's going to be the results yeah mm -hmm. like um, results in the game that's like the simplest way but the second thing for me, especially, is how the mind is gonna be ready for that and uh, and for everything, and of course physically as well. But uh, for that, I'm already working like a lot every day, so this this part uh, should be okay at least. Uh, is it all that super boring rehab where you've just got to sit there and like extend your knee and then pull it back? Now it's that, better. Or... In the first week was like this, but now I'm already doing like uh, better stuff also. Oh, amazing. Well, look, look after yourself, get fit, and I cannot wait to see you back out on the court. It's going to be an amazing tournament, and I'm looking forward to uh, the results. And then we can have a chat, and you can tell me whether or not you think you've done well or not. Let's do like this. Oh, top man. Great to have a chat, and I uh, look forward to speaking again soon. All the best, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. So, a great interview. Seems to be on the comeback from injury and on the path to a performance at Euro Volley. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What I what I loved was Dave said, do you have a message for the fans? And his answers, or his, sorry, and his answer 
was I'll do my talking on the court. It was that simple. I mean, what a brilliant line. Key, did you have any takeaways from that? Yeah, I I enjoyed the interview. I think he sounds like someone who loves volleyball. <laughs> he said he has five minutes free, and what does he do? He goes to the beach and plays beach volleyball. Um, yeah, fun fun interview to listen to. Yeah, it was good. We're good. You've you've got to love it. You've got to love it if you go to beach volleyball in Estonia because Parni is one of the windiest beaches I've ever been to. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Another yeah, anecdote. Yeah. I loved I loved Dave's little anecdote in there as well about his sister being a cruise yeah. <laughs> director or something or on the And it came to him. You know, you like... it? it came to him during the interview. Oh hang on, hang on. I know I... Estonia because my sister lived there for six months. <laughs> that's that's always the best part of these interviews for me when Dave comes out with some personal tidbit. <laughs> uh, well, and the pronunciation when he learns the language, that always gets me. Because it's it's the kind of thing, you know, yes, you do need to know those basic words. But that interview was, what, five weeks ago, I think now? I'd love to sit Dave down now and say, right, Dave, give us one word of Estonian. Let's say ciao. Yeah. No. Terminus X, is that right? I, I'm, I'm not, not very good. Oh, pff, don't, no, no idea. But anyway, yeah, we won't, we'll stick to English on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, Key, what's, what are you up to next? What, what's coming up? I, that's a great question. That's a great question, Matt. So far, uh i don't have anything on the on the books i'm going to try and get over back to europe i would love to do another like a season two of the volley bubble but i'm 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 scheming right now i'm scheming what what the what the next steps are so finish finish you guys will be the first to know finish the bathroom that's number one yeah exactly (laughs) finish the bathroom bathroom and then we'll go from there and yeah and louis are you are you looking forward to some time at home i'm sure but uh Um, But first, we have King of the Court Utrecht, which is going to be great. It's a great format, actually. It's really entertaining. Uh, Walker and team are working so hard on it. It's back in its home, so it should be really busy. Uh, Socially distanced stadium where, again, it's that imposing sort of feeling. Um, And the Invenue team do a really good job. It's pretty loud and it's it's pretty fresh. So I'd say tune into that if you want a little bit of beach volleyball. Uh, And then I think I'm Belgrade, Poland, and then World Tour Finals. And then I might be... uh, yeah, a month or so away coaching. I need to get that hat back on in the winter. <laughs> so yeah, it's all good. Get focused on the program, not the team. The program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't, can't catch up all day and then not follow it. Not follow it, leave. All right. What about yeah, you, Matt? What are you up to? Poland, basically. I, I've been been to Luxembourg a few times. Uh, obviously, it requires testing. Currently quarantining, um, but plenty to do around the house, so it's not a problem. Um, yeah, then off to Poland. Then back, yeah, back to Luxembourg for the week. And then I think I've got a week off and we're going camping. I think that's the plan. But I, I haven't looked beyond tomorrow because my list for tomorrow is pretty mental uh, with everything going on at Eurovolley Women plus the men's tournament starting soon. So, yeah, these are these are usually the worst weeks of my working life, if I'm honest, around Eurovolley. Um, <laughs> In the best possible yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. It's all essential. Everything's important. <laughs> um, but the list, list is always just too long. Um, so, yeah, and we've been having a few problems with the servers. So... Yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a cause of frustration. So sorry to the fans if if you've had experiences on our website when it's been a bit unreliable. But uh, we are working on it, and um, yeah, we know we we know we need to get it sorted. So yeah, fun and games. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Poland. That'll be good fun. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to do a, a venue walkthrough. I love those videos. Have you seen those, Key? I think I saw one with Dave. Yeah, so once. it's a one-take wonder. Right? We yeah. basically we yeah, where well, you just kind of walk through and yeah. follow him around, and he just says things. 
Is that going to be with Louis? Or you yeah, gonna be we the just say Louis, go. No, I'm, I'm on the other side of the camera. We have a five minute combo and we say, right, Louis, walk, walk and talk. Tell us what you know, what you think, who you meet. We don't know. Well, unscripted, un unscripted content today, mm -hmm. which has been great. Yeah. Has it? It's been great to uh, catch up because I haven't seen you guys for ages. We love the and, sound of and... our own voices. I'm just, I'm just conscious that the, the listeners might, uh, might find us quite long winded. The, the general catch-up feel of it yeah yeah well, guys well, listeners send us some comments find us on on the socials let us know how we're doing <laughs> and uh we we we, we welcome any constructive criticism on our preform <laughs> any hashtags what are we hashtagging at the moment well before we leave? euro volley is euro volley w that's the place to get all the content on that if you want more content with us waffling about random things then it's let volleyball talk uh, and then obviously Eurovolley Men is Eurovolley M for men. Amazing. There you go. And if you want to make up a hashtag and let us know what it is, we'll, we'll follow <laughs> you yeah. and see what you guys are up to. All right. Well, yeah, thanks both. Amazing to see you. Uh, hope whoever's playing, watching volleyball, having a great time. We can't wait to see you again soon. But from us, for now, it's goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Maya Vienovic here. Make sure you look out for Eurovolley coming latest this year and cheer us all on. It is going to be an amazing climax to a volleyball packed summer.